Do you have a bucket list? Have you been ticking things off it? Well, in this episode, I get to drag Lyle along, literally, to another one of my bucket list items that I know is on many other people's to do before I kick the bucket list as well. We start our day in the icy, frosty, freezing pre-sunrise morning and end up floating 7,000 feet over the most spectacular scenery, watching the sunrise over snow-capped mountain ranges. Trust me, if hot air ballooning isn't something you have thought about doing, then you will after this episode. Next activity we share with you probably wouldn't be classed as a bucket list item, but should definitely be on your to-do list if you are in Queenstown. And I believe that the end of product of this afternoon class that I once again drag Lyle along to is definitely a world first. I can guarantee that no other travel podcast in the world can say this. Here's a hint. It smells good and no, it's not wine. One of the most popular activities and for good reason and another one I had to convince Lyle to do, there's a theme here, is the famous shot over jet boat. Actually, I had to be persuaded into doing it as well by my grandsons but it was so worth it. It is a spectacular, exhilarating, fun, entertaining, educational, visually magnificent and another lifelong memory activity to do in Queenstown. Stay listening to the end to hear about the other activity that I absolutely refuse to do, Lyle too. No grandchild could persuade me to do this, but if you are braver than me, then you'll want to hear all the details of this death-defying activity that was invented in New Zealand. But you can, like we did, Sit and sit fabulous Central Otago wine and watch the stu- I mean the brave people take the plunge. Hope you enjoy episode 80 all about some fabulous, fun, exhilarating and downright crazy activities that you can do if you are visiting New Zealand. Don't forget if you would like to see the fabulous pictures I took of all the activities we did, especially the hot air ballooning, then go to the podcast description on the player you are now listening on and click the link to episode 80. Hey, hospitality enthusiasts. Are you part of the vibrant worlds of travel, wineries, restaurants, tourism or distilleries? Imagine showcasing your unique business on our podcast, this podcast you're listening to now. Picture an episode dedicated to your story, business and the magic of your region. We're all about sharing extraordinary tales with our listeners, whether you're crafting exceptional spirits, curating culinary delights, guiding travellers, running a tourism venture or creating fine wines or anything in between. We want to hear from you. Let's explore what makes your spot and story stand out. If you're excited to share the magic of your business, get in touch. Click the link in the podcast description or you can email me, Leanne, L-E-A-N-N-E at beachtravelwine.com. Let's spotlight what makes your business exceptional so we can't wait to hear your incredible story. Good morning, Lyle. Good morning, Leonita. This is going to be so much fun, yeah? Yeah, well, you've already told me uh, that uh, this is not going to be the Lyle show, and I think there's, <laughs> what you mean by that? Okay, the last couple of shows have been a little bit in-depth in the wine, but, yeah. yes, uh, well, uh, listeners, Leanne's told me straight out this morning this that is, this, this is, is not your show, this, this is, is mine. Show. So, so, well, okay. Let me explain. Last episode we did, we went touring all around the wine region and you did get to nerd out a bit on the shish soils and the... The which soils? The tuera, terra, terra. And all that stuff, which is great. You know, we've had lots of great feedback. Uh, people do, we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kids loved it. Yeah. <laughs> but today, as I said in the intro, we're going to be sharing some amazing 
activities that you can do in Queenstown, right? Yeah. But firstly, I wanted to thank you, honey, for being such a good sport and coming along on another one of my bucket list items, right? So, so, so far, Lila's travelled um, to Spain with me. So let's go tick, 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 and maybe another tick coming off. That's off the bucket list, right? You came to the Chelsea Flower Show and um, enjoyed medicinal rosé and the most expensive champagne we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Both these, or all these things are on my bucket list for years, but why is another whole episode? But today... We are ticking off one of the longest standing bucket list items I've ever had. Sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying thank you, but we uh, we actually went to a wedding last Friday and the, the father of the bride's speech said you can either be right or happy Right. when he spoke about his new son-in-law. And so I've... Uh, I go along with every all your bucket list because I can either be right or happy, oh, yeah. and I'm extremely happy. So that means that would imply that um, I'm never right. So as I said in the intro, right, um, we went hot air ballooning. We right? do. So let me paint the scene. You ready? Yeah. Okay. It is. Oh, let me say. What would you say? It's um. It's cold. It's freezing. Freezing. It's not even light yet. And it was six thirty in the morning. Yeah, I think it was even earlier than that. But anyway, when we got up, it was. We're waiting on the corner um, to be picked up, right? And Lyle, A, hates the cold. B, hates getting up early. And I don't think he was that keen on getting into to a hot air balloon, but but you did it. Didn't yeah, you? but I'm pretty keen on you, so. That's good. But um, so who picked us up? Do you remember? That was Hayley. Yeah, right. And we drove, what, not that far? No, I was only about 15 minutes out of town. Um, yeah, Hayley picked us up. And uh, they have a shuttle bus. So we work with Sunrise Balloons and they have this shuttle bus service that picks you up from your accommodation in Queenstown. Yeah, there was uh, uh, 10 people that were going to take the the early morning flight, the Sunrise Balloon flight. And yeah, so we it only took about 15 minutes to get there. It was uh, when you get there, there he uh, we have to be weighed. (laughs) <laughs> um, which was a little bit disappointing. But that turned out to be great for us because we were we were probably the more chunky side of the of the you know balloon flyers people and the baskets in sections and so they weigh you so they they spread the weight out. Stop yeah. frowning at me. Well, so I'm you, not. I'm, why I'm frowning is I'm not still not sure whether chunky is that complimentary. But anyway, well, compared to on. the others because they had sure. three people in a basket. Oh well, they were Japanese. They're well, tiny people. No, there was other Aussies as well. We would just take the. What I'm saying is, you grump is we got our own basket. Should so thank get... you for being a fat boy, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I normally call you. <laughs> Anyway, thanks. I don't, actually, I actually, in hindsight, I don't think I was the heaviest. But anyway, we won't go down there. Oh. But anyway, so we we uh, what they do is when you arrive, um, they've got the balloon being blown up by cold air. They spread it all out. Yeah, on, yeah. The, on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And I've got photos of this process um, yeah. and where we were standing in the field in minus four frost. The the uh, grass was crunchy. Yes, and, it was. And um, I think it may have been the first time I've actually experienced crunchy oh, grass. You no, know, I have it many years ago. And so, yeah, so we're standing there. We've got the basket, and they lie, they lay out the balloon um, silk, I guess they call it, on the ground. Nylon. No, right on the ground, and then they get the big gas thing and start filling it up. And um, all of a sudden, this lump of material <laughs> turns into this massive big balloon. So go to 
beachtravelwine.com and go to uh, episode 80 or the podcast description player on now the description click the link there because you'll see the photos of how we um you know it started with nothing and then it filled up and then you and i are standing um outside it and then where you can see us in our little basket yes and it was uh quite interesting because we both looked at each other and thought to ourselves how the hell are we going to get in that basket but there are footholes yes. in the basket we had a little safety briefing we did have a little station uh, safety uh, briefing with Rock, yep. which is uh, the the guy that it's the his pilot? business and yeah. the pilot. Tell us a bit about Rock then. Yeah, Rock actually, interestingly enough, is uh, a very good friend of our friends, Trapper mm. and Anna. Mm. He used to play football with uh, Jana, which is uh, Trapper's son, and also he is a good mate of Greg mm. Hayes from yeah, uh, Wet Jacket Wine. Mm. So now he he uh, got into the business. Um, Basically, his exact words were to me, um, my father was into anything that, you know, flew. And so he got right into it. And he's pretty confident one of his sons, one of his young boys, is already uh, ready to take over the mantle. So, yeah, like he was a really nice bloke. Um, very charismatic. Very charismatic. Very laid back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, so I reckon you should, you know, start talking about it. All right, so we hopped into the balloon when it got to a certain um, fullness, I guess. And um, um, one of the um, the assistants, she was a lovely lady. She there was Haley Clint. Yeah, it was Haley. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, team, but, yeah, the flight team was Haley Clint and Rock. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think we we're all getting a bit nervous by this stage. Well, I was anyway, because you had to fill in the form and sign the waivers and that sort of stuff. And as you said, there's I'm like, how we get in this balloon? And we had the safety briefing of what happens, you know, if we land and you know, et cetera, et cetera, a bit crop, you know, like uh, rough. And so in we hop and the balloon's full and I don't know how to describe this. I'm feeling, I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling anxious. And those who know me, um, I hate heights. So why I want to do hot air ballooning is still beyond any of them and also me. However, all of a sudden you realise you've lifted off the ground. Yeah. And there's no noise really except for the... Um, the gas when the um, yeah when the, they yeah <clears throat> in when they open the inlet for the gas to go into the goes the up into balloon. the balloon and you know you go just silently in the still of the cold pre sunrise morning you start to see the sun hitting the mountains in the distance up you go really slowly and I don't know how to describe it it's it's not um exhilarating as in fast but it's exhilarating as in it's something that you will never experience like this you know unless you go hot air ballooning I can't think of anything else that would be the same well I suppose in some respects it's the closest to you being able to actually fly yeah okay be in the air without like because there's no noise of an engine or any of that sort no of stuff, no you know? and that's look it and it's cold but yeah it's freezing uh, we've got our but, but, on. but but in saying that when mm. they do um open the inlet to put the gas in because that's pretty hot obviously yeah. you it is around your around your face and your head it's still pretty warm so yeah we got some great photos so <clears throat> we go up, what does it go up to seven thousand feet yeah seven thousand feet or two thousand one hundred and thirty three meters yes. um they yeah. can go up to ten thousand feet mm. and even higher with different balloons yeah right. so let me describe this we're we're now up i don't know as high as you know we're, we're gonna go and 
we look down directly below us and there is that beautiful blue sort of snake shape, the shot over river, you know, which is shallow, but the most stunning sort of colour, light blue that you can imagine. On one side of the balloon, you've got the Coronet Ski Resort. Now, I remember when we went up skiing, we would see this hot air balloon because it's like the colours of the rainbow, isn't it? Yeah. And so you can see the road going up Coronet Peak and so it's covered in snow. And, you know, if you see snow in the sun, it's it glistens, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's just getting the sun on it on the, on the mountain. And then on the other side, you've got the Remarkables, which is just well, obviously where the great, some of the Game of Thrones was filmed. Sorry, Lord of the Rings, wrong, wrong TV show, was filmed. And, you know, it's quite a jagged mountain range and it, it's got the snow on it as well. And then you look back over Lake Wakatupu and Queenstown and all of a sudden the sun comes up, shows itself up over the mountain that we're heading towards and everything is lit up like golden with the reflections off the snow and it is magical. Yeah, it is. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah. Like we've talked about. And the you grin know, Captain... on your face, you, you know, like I'm so glad you came because there was a point where I said, look, you know, I know you don't like the cold and you were, you know, will I, won't I. I'm so glad you came because that would be nowhere near as special if I didn't share it with you. Oh, thank you, darling. That's <laughs> the nicest thing you've said to me in the last hour. Very nice. <laughs> but, yeah, look, it's, it, it is spectacular. And I think. And we're the only one there. And well, and quite... plus the plus rock no, the and the other ten people. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That that's true. But I think one of the things is is that um, you know we've talked about uh, getting a helicopter flight and flying mm. through the valleys and that sort of thing, and how amazing it is to see to be up there and having a look at the views from the air. Well, this gives you a totally different perspective on it. Yeah, because and... you you actually. You know, like you, you go up and down and you're quite close to things. You know, like at one stage we went right down, like we, you know, like, I don't know, maybe five, ten metres. I'm probably, you know, way off, but it felt like we were five, ten metres oh, just above the shot over river. I thought know? it was actually lower than that, to oh, be okay. honest. So, but, but it's yeah. It's hard look. to gauge it. But so, yeah, so Rock, um, Rock is taking us up and down. You know, because you can, uh, you can't steer it, but you can move us up and down, right? Yeah. And so, but basically, what they say: a hot air balloon don't have steering wheels, but hot air balloon pilots use the wind directions and the speed at different heights in order to steer the balloon. Mm. Hot air balloon pilots control the ascent and descent, but cannot can't steer the balloon in a different direction without changing altitude. Right. So. Rock is taking us, you know, down close to the river and then, you know, it feels like he's driving it along the river through the valleys and um, then, we, you know, he, all of a sudden he puts more um, hot air in and, and up up we go and we glide over closer to the mountains and, you know, he's pointing out. The other thing is he's pointing out, you know, Mount Cook and he's pointing out all these things. So you yeah, you, yeah, he points out, you know, the direction of Wanaka and then he points to the direction of where Milford Sound is and, and really... Yeah. We didn't realise that all these places, like Milford Sound, it seems a long way to get to it. Mm. But as the as the crow flies, as the bird flies, mm. everything's so close. Yeah, it is. Really. Yeah. So and then he pointed out that you know the new golf courses and Micah Hill's property, uh, which is a famous jeweller here in New Zealand. And before, and he took some um, go put the GoPro out, so we got some you know photos of us actually all up there in the in the balloon and a video and everything. So you know, so many pics before, during, and after that I got. 
And then, you know, we sort of go, I don't know, come around the corner is probably the wrong description. And you can see the little um, town called Arrowtown. Sure. Yes. And um, Rock was telling us how he, you know, he talks, you know, you have to, you have to have permission to land on private property, but you don't know where you're going to land. And he's sort of got talked to all the local landowners around. So, you know, we sort of land in where uh, the balloon takes us. And anyway, so this time we're heading towards Arrowtown and um, I don't know, all of a sudden the balloon, you know, we just start going down and we land in the prettiest place. The photo I took where we landed was, was amazing. And next thing you know, we're just on the ground. Yeah, it's almost like you don't realise. There's no shunt um, or no. there's nothing. It's oh, just, is that it? We, you're there. I was, I, was, it's I that. was so disappointed that it was over but so happy that it was over. <laughs> I was a bit concerned about the uh, the landing yeah. but, uh, no, you, you didn't even know you were you, was, you're on the ground. And then um, you hop out and, um, of course, the air starts coming out of the balloon and um, it sort of hits the ground. And that's when Haley and Clint and, and Rock are all there, and they you have to help, um, you know, because you've got to try and squash the, the balloon back together and get the air out. So it's a pretty full on sort of exercise. Yeah, and every, isn't everybody's it? got to take yeah, you get part. Yeah, and then the best part, well, not the best part, but you know, you they break out the um, the tables and the hot pastries and the coffee and the juice and the champagne. And, yes, yes, that's you know, true. So there we are having, it's still freezing cold. You can see the picture. It's just got frost everywhere. But it was the most magical, magical experience. Now, I know a lot of people, they, when they think about hot air ballooning, they think about um, going to Cappadocia, which is, you know, what I was sort of thinking I would like to do in Turkey. But I think, you know, honestly, being... The only balloon was just so special and I, and I couldn't think of a better location to go hot air ballooning or a better company than Sunrise Balloons in central Otago in New Zealand. What do you reckon? Yeah, sure. Well, look, after basically we have the, the, the champagne and croissants, Rock gives you the hot air balloon blessing, which is he basically, you know, tips a bottle of champagne, one of the bottles of champagne with his, uh, with his finger over the top and he... So the day, I'm not sure whether it's a yeah, uh, anyway. the crucifix, you know, the father, <laughs> yeah, son, yeah. holy ghost on the on hand, but uh, he it's the officially declared uh, a boon, a balloonatic. Yeah, we so we're balloonatics. Yeah, so yeah. basically it's a one hour flight. Yep, and it's uh, five hundred and forty nine dollars per head yep. uh, when we did it. Um, now Leanne did say that when she was going to allow me my. History. I did. So let's of, do it. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I this won't is take long. learning, no. Okay. Uh, the yeah. first were unmanned and used in China during the Three Kingdom era of 220 to 280 AD. The, these lanterns were used for military signaling. Today, we recognise them as traditional Chinese lanterns, but they were technically the first hot air balloons. The hot air balloon was invented in 1783 by Joseph and Stephen Montgolfier, the French guys. They built a hot air balloon out of paper, which scares the bejesus <laughs> out of me, which Pilate de Rossier flew over Paris. Modern day hot air ballooning using a controlled propane burner and nylon fabric was invented in 1961 by Ed Yost at Raven Industries. Uh, now, originally, this is a this is the funny part of the story. 
King Louis XVI had originally decreed that condemned criminals would be the first pilots. But de Rossier, which is the guy we talked about just a minute ago, along with Marquis Francois Delanges, petitioned Segelec successfully for the honour. So, yeah, the old king, he, he thought, well, you know. We'll... Someone's going to die, it may as well be a condemned criminal. Yeah, yeah. yeah now, the other point that I wanted to make that I know Leanne can't wait for me to make yes, I is yes. on November the 26th, 2005, Yes. Vijan Pat Singhanaya, and I apologise because it was obviously an Indian guy, um, set the world record for highest hot air balloon flight reaching 21,290 metres mm, or 69,850 feet. Fascinating. No. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you were that fascinated, Land. Well, I was the first 10 times you told me, so, yeah, I imagine... It's great information, Law. So please go and um, have a look at the, go to the podcast player you're on, go to the description, click on the link to episode 80 and you will see all the photos of the setting up, the flight, lots of the flight, the scenery, oh, my gosh, and then where we landed. And um, um, trust me, you'll be blown away. We have a quick request for you. This is episode 80, Law. Can you believe that? It feels like a milestone 80. I don't know why, but it, it does. <laughs> anyway, sure. We love producing these travel podcasts and we love it even more when people reach out and tell us how much they enjoy the show. So like this guy, Chris from the US, um, sent us this uh, review. Was He said, I'm so glad to have found this podcast, exclamation mark. Can't forget that. I love to travel and this is such a great guide to have to explore the world. Thanks for this. Another exclamation mark. That's nice. Very good. <laughs> if you have um, time, we'd really appreciate it if you would give us a rating on the podcast player you're listening on now. Um, also, we'd be blown away when we're done if... If you're listening on Spotify or directly on our website, you can actually take a few minutes and you can leave us a review or actually a comment, which would be really nice. We'd love it, wouldn't we? We would, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make it all, for, all worthwhile. Right. So we're going to talk about a world first now, <laughs> a, a literal world first. I can, guarantee, I can guarantee you that no other travel podcast in the world can say this about their show, all right? And there is a reason for that. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. So first we have a backstory. Um, we're in Queenstown and uh, one of my daughters-in-law, Talia, uh, has gone off to have some time because she had a little baby and couldn't join in some of the skiing and snow activities that we did. And so she's gone to um, this perfume class, Miller Road, right? Yep. And she absolutely loved it. And she convinced me, who then convinced you, for the podcast to, to come along. Now, I, I probably should have thought better because... You know, you want to tell tell tell. Well, there's a difference between being convinced and being conned. Oh. I I I know they you both like they both stand they both start with C. But once again, again, I, I've uh, again I, I'm taking one for the team. Oh well, you know, you can either be right or happy. So yeah, I went. But there's the the really ridiculous part of this. I have very little sense of smell yeah. at the best of so times. We're talking about going to Miller Road, which is a where you you have a perfume class and you have to smell all these smells, put them all together and make your own bottle of perfume. Correct. Right. And the and so, the unfortunate thing is not only do I not have a real good sense of smell, but this particular day I had a runny nose. Yes. So it was a 
total waste of time. Now, it's, it goes for about two and a half hours and it's $149. And in hindsight, I really, I could have spent the money on some beautiful wet jacket Otago. Well, that's really mean. Central Otago Because I, I, think it was a, I think it's a great experience. And you know what? I wish I'd left you at home because you really didn't add to my experience. No offence. However. You know what? That's not the first time you've told me that. I know. Like not, you haven't, <laughs> you didn't even have to wait to the, to, to the podcast. However. You told me as we walked out the I know. shop, what a waste of time you are. Yeah. So, um, but anyway. But you, the thing is you ended up with your own um, uh perfume called Central Otago, right? So, and it smells really good. Well, Otago, I call it Otago. It's Central, actually... It's called Central Otago. No, yeah, Otago. No, I bet you. Well, I'll, we'll put, money, put yeah. money on that later. But yeah, you'll have 60 perfumery materials to choose from, including rosé, jasmine, cotton candy, probably just rose. ambergris, <laughs> green tea, vanilla, sandalwood, so, oud, I don't even know what that is, and tobacco. They talk about how to make a balanced fragrance and will, you will learn how to construct your composition using their easy-to-follow system. So you walk into the shop, right, and it's set up with the tables up the middle. It smells divine. It looks so pretty. There's pink fluffies, chairs, oh, yeah, beautiful the, the, the shop fit out. The shop fit-out is outstanding. And they sell other products, you know, like scented candles and and lots of different stuff and the tables are down the middle and there's each there's a you've got your own chair and then you've got your own workstation right yep. and it has 60 is it yeah 60 bottles right and you have a um an instructor and we we had a lovely lady that was and there was us two and, an, and a mother and daughter that were doing the the perfume class and it was a it was probably one of those only days that it was a bit rainy and so yeah. it was a perfect day on i think it was a sunday afternoon to be indoors um i was having I was loving it, and I, it was it was really professional and well done, and I learned a lot about you know how, how perfumes matter. I had no idea, and it tells lots of stories about um, that famous perfume um, um, Chanel Number no. Five, how it was made, and uh, that was quite interesting as well. But what I found a bit interesting, honey, was that they you do some blind smell, like not blind tastings, but blind smells, because they don't want you to be skewed by the name so say it's um you know like rose and you know it's rose you think oh i like rose but so what they did is some of the the fragrances that people normally think they like you weren't allowed to look at what they were until you smelt them and and you sort of picked there's top notes and middle notes and base notes yeah there's three levels yeah yeah, and you need different amounts of those so you pick them and you, you you score them on a card and then you reveal what you've got, and then they, they mix it all together. Yeah, so, and some some levels there might be three drops and required, yeah. and then there's an, the next level might be five drops. Yeah. Um, uh, and each time you you know you get to a stage, you can you take it outside, so you're not sort of influenced by the smells around you, and um, you you know you put a little bit of perfume on a, a special piece of bought card. And you smell it and like, yes, I think that's nice or I need, you know, I need it a bit sweeter or I need it a bit this or a bit that. Yeah, see, guys, I definitely (laughs) took one for the team. Uh... (laughs) But it was, but what, I tell you what, the the smell that totally surprised me, it was one of my favourites, was mushroom. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. You you love mushrooms. I do love mushrooms. Well, if there had been beetroot, you would have liked that too. I would have liked that and asparagus. Yeah, see. (laughs) Well, anyway, we won't go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah, Yeah. but, yes, you did like the mushroom. I did. So I, and then at the end, um, 
yeah, you you end up with a bottle of of your own parfum, right? And parfum is that what it's called? They don't say, no, they, they wasn't called perfume or the or their perfume. They call it the French name. They oh, get okay. with the Fair program, enough. right? Um, Fair enough. And that, you know, ladies and gentlemen, is where the world first for a travel podcast comes in because my or their parfum, after two and a half hours of smelling and you know adding and potion mixing is called da-da, beach travel wine. That's right. That is true. But you know what's surprising? What really uh, surprised me is that your, yours did smell lovely, but I'm not sure how you did it because all you were doing were counting the drops, the drops that I was putting in my bottle. Like, and, well, and Lyle, Lyle, and, you, look, be, be more careful. Do it more slowly, you know, like and I'm I thinking, don't speak oh, like that. But you know what? That's true, and that's another reason why you shouldn't come because they were very specific that you only need two drops of this one because if you have too much of the certain one, it's just going to skew it and change it. And Lyle's just willy-nilly, you know, I'm like, that's, oh, my gosh. So, yes, okay. How did it turn out? How did mine, Otago, turn out? Your essential Otago was great. I I think it was was really good. And I've used it every day since. (laughs) Yeah. So... so it's a lot of fun to do that. And that's right in the main area of Queenstown. And if you want something different to do away from your um, pain in the butt um, partner, um, then I would do it. Talia, my daughter-in-law, she she wanted to start a business. That's how much she loved it and how much fun it was. You know, So us girls, we love it. Some boys um, would probably be a little bit more, um, I don't know, uh, not even not so reckless and... Um, impatient and you know uh maybe maybe next time anyway made it to the podcast let's put it that way shall we sure sure now i'm introducing the founder oh, yes. and knows trina nixon now okay. this is so how she's the, the lady who started miller yeah Road. yeah 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 so okay. trina embarked on her fragrance journey with unwavering dedication under the tutelage of a seasoned expert in the uk formative training and certification from the grasse Institute of Perfumery in the fragrance capital of the world served as her foundation. An an annual pilgrimage to Grasset further honed her skills, fostering relationships with some of the industry's most respected noses. A pivotal moment arrived after a masterclass with fragrance expert and author Michael Edwards, which sparked the birth of Miller Road brand in 2013 2013 there's two shops there's one in davenport and i think in out of auckland or in auckland and um this one down at queenstown okay so it's not just somebody doesn't know what they're doing yeah so all about it yeah yeah so for talia for talia to you know, open up as a business. Well, she'd have to be. At, you'd like, have to do all the uh, I, I think technical. It was, uh, was more meaning that she loved it so much as the experience. That sure. That's, that's not serious thing. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> that's because it was so. Us girls love these pretty smelly things, and so go to the. Oh, Lars just ruined it, hasn't he? So go to the. Why have I ruined it? I went. I know, but girls, sorry guys, if you, you know, not not just all guys, but just go to the podcast display you're on. The description episode 80 and you'll see the beautiful shop fit out my beautiful bottle of world first travel podcast perfume and the the you perfume know, yeah the, all that all that stuff because it it was 
a really different experience and I would recommend that you certainly do it. Look, to be honest, for a, 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 like a couple of girls, you know, to go, I think it would be a fabulous experience. Mm. Uh, for gentlemen, I'm just not sure that um, you wouldn't be better of off just going it. to the bar next door and Maybe. waiting for the girls and have a couple of um, glasses of or Pinot Noir. Or stay home and do some housework or something useful. Oh, don't be ridiculous. We have floated over the Shotover River, around the mountains in a hot air balloon. We've made the most amazing um, world first uh, perfume for a beach, for a travel podcast. And now we are going to do another, this one's got a bit more up, upbeat than your perfume, is the shot over jet boat. Yeah, yeah this is probably more my go. Um, <laughs> now, I did, did mention this in an early episode that I was persuaded by my eldest son, Jake, and two of my grandsons, Sam and Charlie, but mostly by my daughter-in-law, Phoebe, who after a fair bit of persuasion by the boys, she said, this was this was the line that got me to do this, she said, if you come with us to do the shot over jet, you will be the coolest nana ever. Now, I couldn't refuse that, could I? Yeah, but, like, really, Phoebe's not stupid. I mean, really, she knew that you just melt. I know, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's, yeah like, exactly, sure. that's all she needed she to say. So the shot over jet, tell us a bit about that because it, it is, oh, my gosh, it is incredible. But, um, yes, yeah, so it's just out of Queenstown, yeah? Yeah, look, it's it's amazing. Um, now, this is straight off their brochure. Yes, so listen uh, to this, people, because this is, this is exactly what it's like. The high-performance boats are made for speeds with twin V8 engines travelling at up to 90 kilometres per hour. As the narrow uh, canyon walls tower over you, your expert driver puts the state-of-the-art jet boat through its paces, riding the rapids and performing thrilling gravity-defying stunts within a hair's breadth of the awe-inspiring cliff faces. True. Hold on tight for yes. there's plenty of full 360 spins. Yes. <laughs> now, when they say uh, hair's breadth, yes. that is not an exaggeration. No, that's not it's, it. It's unbelievable. Like you do. <laughs> you, uh, the, it's a state of uh, terror. Uh, for the, tw- the the ride goes for 25 minutes. Um, I, and I loved every of it i yeah. truly did for such a scaredy cat i loved it but when we first got there it the night before it had snowed and the ground down to the shot over river was sparkly white snow and the mountain across the road was sort of golden glowing in the sun with with a sprinkle of snow on it and you come across it's called arthur's pass there is that the, yep. yeah? And so you come from Queenstown and you come out to Arthur's Pass and and so we were just waiting in that in the car park, um, and just I could have just stayed there all day just looking down at the where you get on the boat. It's just so pretty and spectacular the, the scenery on its own, isn't it? Yeah. And then you you walk down the the stairs and you go into the little um, I guess the room where you pay and they yeah, give the you information. Yeah. So. There's some famous pictures on the wall. Yeah. yeah Ed Sheeran's there. Yeah, he's, he's done The right. royal family, the English royal family. Oh, and yeah. um, there's some famous actors, uh, Hollywood actors that and have done it. you buy beanies and um, they give you like a, a scarf like a that you put around it, that you put over your, mar, um, your face and everything because it is freezing. It's, you know, even in summer I think it would be cold. Um, and, uh, you know, they give you the safety 
briefing and yeah well they well it's actually quite funny because they say that the um the the rail inside the boat is heated mm. and and uh i can i cannot remember that bar being heated. oh mine was yeah but, but well maybe i was you know because you do say i am a, a bit of a worry when it comes to coal yes but i when you asked me you said oh did you notice how the rail was heated i said no but look, they say the things to bring, mm. um, you need eyewear, whether that be sunglasses or glasses. Your goggles. Yeah, yeah and they're recommended all year round. Yeah. Uh, waterproof jacket, waterproof, waterproof jacket yeah. or raincoat, warm clothes, hat and gloves are strongly recommended in winter. And um, warm shoes, that that is the thing, the biggest hint I can give you because just joggers won't cut it. If you've got um, like snow boots, hiking boots, thick socks, your feet will get cold. Yeah. Now, the use of handheld personal cameras and video cameras are not permitted aboard you the jet boat. You just couldn't There's a little locker where you can leave all your However, stuff. the exclusive jet cam video, video cameras mounted on the jet boat, will capture your shot over jet experience. Now, there was diff there was cameras basically all along the, 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 the shore, well, where there was shore. Yeah, yeah and um look to, to it's it's hard to explain how because the water itself like the shadow river it's it's almost like a rapid you, you're not that there's not that much water no, underneath no, no. it they, they can they yeah. can go in very shallow water yeah. and you just like as he's doing like you're doing 360s you're doing and you're going so close to the edge of the cliff like oh, how they can do it i don't know and i think you uh, or I someone, think, someone asked. I think it was Chris. It was like seventy hours training. Well, they do. I think uh, they do more than triple the amount of hours that you have to do um, to, before they can actually, you know, take take people with them. Uh, the other thing that when you're getting on the boat, they've got like one of the jet boats sort of sitting up on the veranda, so you can hop in there and pull faces and you know, like have have get some photos, which which of course we did, and they do take a group photo before you get on. And the Arthur's Pass, the bridge that goes across the, the Shotover River, there's some beautiful photos from there as well. And once again, the podcast player on the description link to 80, you'll see the photos that I took of the of what I'm talking about was the the mountains and the, the river itself and then us on the on the boat. It was it was amazing. Look, it is is it is exhilarating, right? Yeah. You you gotta say. And yeah. they've been doing it for like like and as we did talk about it um in episode 75 just a little bit but it's been around since a oh, good year 1965 wasn't it uh, well yes a very good year Leonita <laughs> yeah it was established in 1965 shot over jet operates on an exclusive section of the shot over river mm. they are the only jet boat operators permitted in the shot over canyons yes the canyons primarily made up of steep rock walls Beautiful. that have been carved over thousands of years by billions of tons of fast flowing water from the heart of the southern alps um look it's uh best to sit if you can sit on the driver's side of the boat and the shot over jet is part of the i'm not sure how to pronounce it but it's ngai Tahu Tourism, which is basically a Maori um, corporation. So, now, yeah, go on. Well, there's, there is. Oh, no, we'll come to that in a minute. Is that okay? Sure. Because I was going to say, you know, it's 25 minutes and you're talking about going fast and doing these turns and you're going past the canyons at, you know, breakneck speed. and and But there are times where you do stop 
and the driver gives you lots of good information, tells you about other activities you can do as well and the history. But sometimes you're just sitting there and you can you can just take in the absolute beauty of the the landscape and you you won't see this any other way except except by going um you know with with this company and because it's exclusive that part of the canyon and it is beautiful and even when you're going fast you it's sort of i don't know to me sometimes i looked up and it's almost like i was in slow motion i don't know how to explain it but i just and then when you go to the 360s you know i love i just loved it i you know it's just um just amazing i'd say i i honestly think it's a must do in queenstown yeah and it's probably one of the most popular um uh you know activities that yeah. people do and it's, they run every hour or two don't they um, okay i'll give you the the deal here yeah. it's uh opening hours and from nine to five um the first and the last trip is 9 30 uh, a.m and 4 p.m uh check in you've got to check in 30 minutes prior yes uh trip length is 25 minutes and it departs every 30 minutes. Now it's $159 per adult or $89 check for the kids. On the now there is, you can either drive yourself there, which it's so close oh, to yeah, Queenstown. It yeah. It's like 10 minutes. Be lucky to be 10 minutes. But mm-hmm. there is a shuttle service uh, which is free, operates from 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 12 p.m., 2 and 3 p.m. Okay. Uh, jet boat departures. Um, customers must check in at the desk inside station building in Queenstown 45 minutes prior to the trip time. Okay. So it's a pretty, you know, like it's... They pick they, you up, they get you out there 30 minutes before you do your trip and they take you back. It's certainly certainly worth doing. And it's, and we can agree on this one, We, you know, both for, for any, any... And there's a... I did it with two of my grandkids, but you have to be a certain height. So you just check that, you know, and the kids need to, you know, and also a certain age because it, it could be terrifying, I imagine, for little kids, right? Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. I look at, um, you know, I went with Chris and Michaela and uh, Leanne's daughter and son-in-law, and so we went did it separately. But seriously, yeah, fabulous. Yeah. Really, really good. Now, you can, there is an alternative with yeah. a jet boat if if the, if the you think that the... The canyons are a bit scary. Scary, yeah. You but can you do... want to do the 360 and the speed thing. Yeah, yeah so the K-Jet departs Queenstown Jetty. So right right in the centre of um, right Queenstown in, on, yep. on Lake Wakatipu. Now, yeah. they go up to 45 kilometres per hour at 95 horsepower. Uh, the duration is an hour, so it's a it's a fairly long trip. It's probably more a, a scenic sure. tour than well. I get, I think you probably get your thrills with the three sixty yeah. and the speed, and then yeah. They stop. So it's uh, they they go into Kawaran and shot over rivers. Um, yeah, look, it's adults are ninety nine dollars and kids are fifty nine dollars, and a family two hundred and ninety nine dollars. So yeah, look if if you like for the family. Uh, especially if you've got younger kids you or dad's a bit scared or mum's a bit scared, <laughs> you know, I'd highly recommend that too because they do do the 360s. But, look, I, the, the actual, in the in the canyons, man, it yeah. was good. It was great. So I would say it was exhilarating, it was fun, it was entertaining, it was educational, <clears throat> it was visually magnificent. And, and it was the first place, really, we weren't be able to have a glass of wine while we were doing it. So. Well, but it's another lifelong memory, yes? Sure. All right, our next lot of bucket list activities, I guess you'd call them, um, are all uh, available or you can do them all by going up the Skyline Gondola. Um, now, I have to say there's no absolutely no way 
I would jump off any ledge, whether strapped to another person or with elastic around my legs. But for some reason, many people want to do it. <laughs> and I guess um, if you're going to do one of these one of these crazy activities, this would be the, the perfect spot, hey? Yeah. But you yep. can actually go up and the, the view, you can watch from the restaurant, you can watch everyone else doing it. So that's a good thing. So, um, so yeah, first of all, you've got to get up there, don't you? Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the actual gondola capsules are pretty big. And, they, uh, and you get on it from just at, just in the main part of Queenstown, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, as they also are used for the mountain biking during the off-snow season. I didn't season. know that. They are big because we all hopped in the great big one. Yeah. yeah. It's the steepest cable car lift in the Southern Hemisphere. Once again, my fear of heights, I was a little bit jittery, but the views? It's uh, 480 metres above Queenstown and Lake Wakatipu. To the top of Bob's Peak. Mm. Enjoy a spectacular 220 degree panorama with breathtaking views of Coronet Peak, the Remarkables, Walter and Cecil Peak, and of course, Queenstown. And you're right, the views are just, and when the day, well, we've been up there a few times, but the, the last time we went up there, it was the perfect sunny day. It was magical to the views that you, you could see for miles. Yeah, but while we're there, it snowed. Yeah, but that was coming down, which was even yeah. better. Yeah. Okay, the facilities at the top, mm. they're huge and they're impressive. They include a Tiny Tots play area. Yeah, which I was babysitting Tiny Tots there that day. Yeah, that's right, because um, the rest of the family were doing the luge. Yeah. And that's which you've the... gone through yeah, on we, another Yeah, we previous... talked all about the luge in episode 75 and, you know, what doing it with kids and on your own and all that, you know, what it's like and all that sort of stuff. So Yeah, yeah. so there's a, there's a tourist shop yep. and there's a buffet uh, lunch menu. Yes. And there's the Stratus Fair restaurant. Yep. And um, I've got to say it's very disabled friendly. Okay. Um, yep. Extremely disabled friendly. Now, the restaurant, uh, the Stratus Fair restaurant, uh, they only take bookings online. Mm-hmm. And there's so obviously you've got to get get up, got to get up there. So you've got the gondola, gondola and lunch, which is one hundred nine dollars. You've got the gondola and premium lunch, which basically you get a drink and, and guaranteed window. guaranteed window <laughs> seat. Now um, we actually didn't do this, but I guarantee you, after going through all the the information, we next time we're in Queenstown, it will be a first. You know, we'll be doing it automatically. Because the actual restaurant, you're, you're out over the top. So sort of, you're not sitting on the mountain. You're actually on a, a, a platform. platform. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and it's floor to ceiling uh, windows. We and... haven't had a few drinks there. <clears throat> sure. But uh, I, anyway, so you've got also, you've got you the. You can do it at dinner. That's what you you're can, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yes. dinner. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. So you've got the gondola and dinner, which is $129 per adult. Or you've got the gondola premium dinner, which again is, is one hundred and fifty nine dollars, which guarantees you a window seat and also a free, uh, a free drink. Now, normally, you know, whether I'm sitting in the window or not, it doesn't change the taste of the food. However, I could, I, I think it'd be absolutely magnificent to be sitting on a window seat overlooking the lights of Queensland. Which just well, spectacular when you're down in queenstown looking up the lights of the gondola and the restaurants spectacular enough so yeah, imagine sitting that's there true. That's true. you know um uh watching it down now they're they're continually upgrading or that you know at the the facilities at the top you know so we're just talking about the restaurant and the the main sort of area 
where you can sit and eat and, and watch. But there are other crazy activities, which I mentioned before. Like, so there's a luge that you can do, which yeah. I luckily got out of that. I volunteered. I was a babysitting volunteer. But tell us some about some of the other um, activities that people do from up there. Jake did one of them. But yeah, well, there's, as I said, during the uh, off-season, uh, off the uh, snow season, yeah. you've got Queenstown Bike Park, New Zealand's first ever gondola-assisted bike park with over 30 world-class downhill mountain trail bike trails, over 30 kilometres of riding and 450 metres of vertical descent. So you hop in the gondola at the bottom, you put your bike in, you go up the top, you ride down and you can hop back on. So you're paying for the pass, yeah? Sure. Yeah. Um, So the mountain trail bike tickets are available from as I said, at the end of the, around the end of the snow season, a day pass is 125, and you can get up to a hundred ride pass at 749. So, and that's for the cost of the gondola, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's all different levels of that. Um, I would think no, thank you for me. No, for, no, no it's no. not my cup of tea. Uh, riding a bike down a 450 meter. You don't even want to do a e-bike on a, on a. Although on a I trail. do enjoy skiing down those sorts of things yes. uh other activities mm-hmm. um these are the crazy ones yeah yeah now these are not uh owned by skyline the, yeah. the cable car they're um uh basically partners at the top there's helipad access for scenic flights oh i could, i'd do that yeah of course you would yeah um yeah. there's the aj hackett the ledge bungee and swing so bungee jumping was invented in new zealand Right, correct. And I don't understand why anybody would want to do it, but you can sit and have a drink and watch these people, brave people, jump off. Brave, yeah, you sure? Brave, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, so, um, now it's a 400 meter above Queenstown, only place to jump over bright lights of Queenstown at night, yeah. That would be. Oh, Jesus. You're doing it that way. No, we've no just, way. We've I just... think I think that AJ Hackett, I think he was the first guy to actually, you know, his was the first bungee. Okay, let's think about this. You can jump off a ledge and look at the lights or you can sit from floor to ceiling glass with a glass of um, wet Pino. jacket Pinot Gris and some oysters. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let me think. Is there a choice there? <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Like, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, you can yeah. keep your perfume, but yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, the Stratosphere Fair restaurant on the top of the Glonda, yeah. uh, gondola, I'm, I'm with you. Now, there's also, and yeah. this is what your very, very brave number one son uh, did, Jake. It's a G-Force paragliding. Now, it's mm. a tandem paragliding. It's $299 when we were there they go all day long you just yeah it's unbelievable yeah. book book online you, if you book online you get a free g-force beanie mm-hmm. well why wouldn't you uh minimum weight <clears throat> 20 kilos maximum weight 100 kilos well i've still got a ways to go there not that far but anyway <laughs> but i'm not gonna do it so it doesn't matter uh it's irrelevant i'd get to uh, 100 kilos just so i couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, the 20 kilo, yeah. it's way, way too late. Uh, your gondola pass uh, is not included. So, you, you know, pay to go up. You got to pay to go up. Yep. So, yep. Jake was telling me when you do it, you can choose to do it nice and slow and just gentle and it takes longer, right? Yeah, and that's right. And you get right. to see better. Or 
you can choose to do some more spirals and have a bit more of a, a thrill ride, you know, so yeah. it gets to the bottom a, a bit quicker, which I think most people tend to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, you, you, one of the things they say you have to do is you check the website 30 minutes before and check for open status. So mm. depending on the weather, obviously. Mm. Um, the more moves, the quicker the ride. That's what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, like Jake said, it was fabulous. You did, you did say it was fabulous. Well, you got a great photo, which again is on um, the, the website, the show notes that go with this. So uh, on the podcast player on, go to the description, click on the link to episode uh, 80, and you'll see all the photos from the gondola that we yeah. went up from the actual restaurant area the stratosphere restaurant i've got lots of pictures of, of that as well i've got some of the luge and also some people t jumping off the bungee as they, they're jumping off got some of that and then jake doing the um the paraglide um no it was paraglide yeah that's what it's called uh, yeah uh, yes and there is another which we didn't know but there was you were telling me oh, zip lining. A, they do zip lines yeah that's well. right because your kids did it yeah, the, the, zip lining, the so, last time yep. we were here there yeah so there's lots of, and as i said they're they're doing a huge upgrade and um and they're continually upgrading so it's sort of your, your one-stop shop for everything adrenaline yeah everything Rush. that you, you want to do except you can't ski from there yet so they don't have snow no right. no no but they've also got um guided walks yes. um up there as well so and a lot of people do walks up through, especially through summer as well you can actually walk up there from queenstown yeah yeah i i, I actually saw that yeah. and it's a particular trail which yeah. unfortunately um we didn't find it i well i did see it and i meant to write it down but Thanks for mentioning it because I didn't do that. So. But I think I think the best part of going up the gondola is the views. Mm. Just, you know, magical again. And Oh yeah, it's just and, and watching everyone else do all the crazy stuff, you know, watching the kids on the, the luge and you can watch you say watch Jake do the paragliding, you watch people bungee jump and you can just sit there and have the glass of wine. It's just perfect. Yeah, I'm definitely a spectator. Yeah. And as you said, um, when we went down the gondola, because it's the only way we chose to go down, uh, it did start to snow. And I, as I said in one of the earlier episodes, one of my little grandsons said it was like being in a real-life um, snow globe. It was yeah, really good, good call. Yeah, it was really, really good. So, all right, Lyle, the time has come. I'm getting him first. <laughs> Actually, no, I reckon you go different. But our favourite place to have, he's shaking his head like, what are you talking about? Your favourite place to have, a glass of wine. Now I'm going first because you cannot steal this from me because this was my bucket list and I loved it so much. And I have to say, it's probably one of my favorite places ever in the whole world because I just loved it so much to have a glass of champagne was when we landed after our hot air balloon ride in mm. near Arrowtown. Yeah. Yes. Now I do have some information right. regarding. I'm trying to wrap up here, but anyway, no, 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 no. You can't. You can't do that. You I can't can. do that. <laughs> um, Can you just tell me your favourite place to have a glass of wine? Oh well, if you're going to take that, um, I would definitely take the um, Stratosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, the, the views up there were just magnificent. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So now, according to the Aviation Accident Database put out by the FAA, hot air ballooning is the safest form of all air travel and are rarely involved in aviation crashes. In fact, when hot air balloons are compared to other forms of transportation, hot air ballooning is even safer. 
Well, it's nothing like finishing on a good, a positive note. So, yeah, I forgot to do that earlier. That's all right. But when you were talking about, yeah, okay, it was good. No, no, look, I'm going for the stratosphere. Um, The views from that um, that place, and look, honestly, the way they've done it, the whole you know fit out of the of the restaurant and everything, it's absolutely first class. It is fabulous. So we hope we've given you some great ideas of activities to try, maybe some bucket list items that, that you can, you know, tick off your list because, um, yeah, it, Queenstown's the perfect spot for just about everything, I'd have to say. Yeah, it's yeah. a perfect holiday destination. Yeah, it is. So um, once again, though, the go to the podcast player on and go to the description, episode 80, or go direct to our website at beachtravelwine.com, episode 80, all the information, the links to uh, these tours that we did, there's pictures of every everything that we did, there's a map showing, you know, where all the, all the places as well. So go, check that out. And uh, thank you for listening to episode 80, and we'll see you next time. So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from her. 